At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. For all of Sunday's betting action, this is Sunday Bet Prep on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin hour number three of Sunday Bet Prep presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Dave Ross, Will Hill coming at you from Connecticut and Nevada, respectively. Uh, Will, we're going to get to some MLB talk a little bit later on in the program. I mentioned defend your tweet. But as Dan Moneyline Miller pointed out, there's no such thing as a tweet anymore. So it's defend your post. We're going to have to switch it to defend your post because you can't be defend your ex, right? Does that make any sense? I think people would understand tweet. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I think it would be okay, but I, I get what you're saying. Right. When is this segment too? I'm, That's going to be, I, I believe you've got about 45 minutes to be prepared. For defend your oh, okay. defend your post. So we're gonna we're gonna we're be off it. the air in like thirty minutes. Is this after the show? What are we doing? We're we doing this on the air. You got a we got one full hour to go, brother. So we're gonna get to that segment towards the end of the show, and then in the last segment of the show, we'll recap some plays that we like uh, for tomorrow and beyond. Some of those plays could come from the NFL because you can already look in the futures market and see if there's any things that you like. We've talked a lot about in the earlier part of the show one, two, and three in the draft. Not saying that it's a lock that they're all gonna take quarterbacks at one, two, and three, but you are looking at the Chicago Bears at one, looking at the Washington Commanders at two, and the Patriots at three, and it feels like all three of those teams are looking for quarterback. This is allegedly a deep quarterback draft. Four is the Arizona Cardinals. Five is really, and we can get back to the Cardinals if we want, but five is really what intrigues me here. It's the L.A. Chargers, and it's because of who the new head coach is. Harbs comes in. And whatever you think about Jim Harbaugh, the guy just wins. I mean, I don't know that people thought after his start at, at Michigan that they could ever beat Ohio State. Not only did they start to own Ohio State, but they go to back-to-back Final Fours, if you will, in college football and then win the national championship this year. Year one, Harbs, Chargers at five. If you're in that draft room with uh, Jim Harbaugh drinking milk, what are you telling? What are you whispering to Harbs as to far as what you think they might need 
what would be the biggest need that you'd want to address in day one? So are we doing the fun one or the realistic one, or should we just take do it, it from Do both? a fun one. Do a fun one first. Give me Brock Bowers. Oh, my. It feels yes. like a hardball guy. Yes. Catch, block, little toughness, a weapon for Herbert, who I think needs a weapon. I think there's this notion, this misconception, oh, Herbert's got all these weapons. He's got Keenan Allen and uh, Austin Eckler. Eckler's never had a 1,000-yard rushing season. Like, most teams have a receiver as good or better than Keenan Allen. I think I have a really hot take. I don't know if I've told you this. Oh, I feel like the Chargers get a little overrated because they look the part. Their uniforms are so cool. I think we're all visual people, and they just know. I'm serious, though. They take the field. Oh, my God. Herbert's six foot six. They got the cool uniforms, the cool colors. They look the part. They just – I think we're visual people, and they just – they look better than they are. I, don't, I just don't think there's that much talent. So I think uh, a blue-chip weapon like Bowers, again, that's really early to take a tight end. Uh, what Pitts went right around that spot a mm-hmm. few years ago, and that has not worked out for whatever reason. They don't give him the ball. Bowers is a can't miss guy. I would not be I would not be opposed to that. That's the fun one. The realistic one is is a boring one. They need a lot of help. That need, that roster needs a lot of help. Trade down, get a second, Ooh. get a third, move down a few spots. Maybe the Jets move up and add Bowers. How about the Jets? If we're sitting here playing fantasy GM, there's whispers that the the Jets could trade for Devonte Adams. What if they trade for Devonte Adams and they still have enough to move up to get Bowers? How about a team of Garrett Wilson, Adams, and Bowers? Uh, but but to go back to the Chargers, I think they need a lot of help, need a lot of picks. The boring thing to do, the things fans never want, is when we trade down and we just stockpile assets, get those second, third, fourth rounders, fill out the roster. Harbaugh knows the college game. He knows these college players. He's coached against all these guys for the last decade or so. I think it's not sexy, but I think the trade down is probably the best way to go. And if you're keeping the pick, you could do a lot worse than Bowers. Yeah, I'm with that. I actually like that pick for them, but it might make more sense where they are uh, currently with their multiple needs to trade out of that spot. But that might be the type of player that Harbaugh absolutely would love there in Do La we La have over-unders on these guys yet? I mean, I know they're not, not yet. He's, he's, yeah, okay. That'll it, be an interesting one, what his over-under is. My guess is, I don't know, six and a half, seven and a half for draft position, something like that with Bowers. Would they put him at five and a half or the, the Chargers or the line of demarcation where they're basically making the line, hey, does he go with the Chargers or does he go later? That'll be a fascinating one to keep an eye on. I'm sure those lines will start to pop up pretty soon. I know these books have gotten a little tentative about booking the draft. Mm-hmm. Betters have had a couple of good drafts. And, you know, these books, they don't like it when people win too much and they want to know what they're booking. And I understand that for sure. But uh, it'll be interesting. That'll be a fun one to keep an eye on. You know what's interesting there is Brock Bowers right now for the first non-quarterback to be selected. Marvin Harrison Jr. is the runaway freight train leader in the in the clubhouse at minus 650 to be the first non-QB drafted. Yeah. Brock Bowers right now, though, is the eighth choice at 20 to 1. You know, if it was in that Charger range, they would, they would only have to flop Arizona, but I don't see Arizona drafting a quarterback. That's why it would be hard to get home, and I can't see – Arizona taking Bowers at four, but he does feel like the potential no. pick at five. It'll be curious to see where that number is. Six and a half feels about right uh, for Bowers going forward uh, as the uh, feels like certainly is going to be the first tight end uh, to be taken off the board. You are well in tune with New York City, and I know you know Giant fans, and we just talked a little bit about the Jets. The Giants are drafting after the Chargers at six. You know, it's such a weird team. By the way, no team is repeated as NFC East champions in two decades, right? So the Cowboys won it last year. By the way, you could have got Dallas at 7-1 to one as late as Thanksgiving to win the Asia. division, right? It was nuts. And yet that's exactly what they did to run down the Eagles once the Eagles hit the, ti- the Titanic, hit the iceberg. That was Philadelphia. Are the Giants closer than – are they objects in the rearview mirror closer than they might be? They might appear? 
Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Dable's <laughs> done a good job. Dable makes chicken salad, but man, uh, even that team last year winning games with DeVito, I just I don't think there's a lot of talent there. Offensive line, it's Barkley and nothing else. And to me, I know Barkley's a good player. I, they're, they're nuts if they want to bring Barkley back. Like, where are you going? I think that year, two years ago, where they won a playoff game, it was almost the worst thing for him because it it was fool's gold. Hey, let's bring back Jones. Let's give him a bunch of money. Let's bring back Barkley. Let's give him a bunch of money. Um, what, what are you bringing these guys back for? I mean, you're, you're not a contender. I think they almost fooled themselves into thinking they were a contender. And, uh, yeah, I just don't know what direction they, they're going. They're not good. They don't have a franchise quarterback. They're paying a quarterback like they have a franchise guy. Uh, again, I, I don't know what direction they're going. In terms of the draft, you could talk me into anything. Just take the best available player. They don't have a terrible defense, but they could use they could use players anywhere. Receiver, offensive line, quarterback. Uh, you just you throw a dart and you find a need with that team. I, I don't think that team has much talent whatsoever. Yeah, and and that's why as a, you know I'm going to look at those markets. I can't wait to see how they populate for the NFC East. I I wonder where the Giants' number will even be because you laid it out perfectly. And I'm a skeptic as somebody always is worried about Big Blue uh, turning the corner, but they might be really far away. Is that a team that you would advise to trade down out of that six spot too to get kind of multiple picks like we talked about with the Chargers perhaps? Yeah, it wouldn't be the worst idea. Again, you need a bunch of stuff. If you can find one guy that fills one knee, hey, we really need a left tackle. We we really like the guy that fell to us. I, I get making the pick, but sure. I mean, they need lots of stuff. And when you need lots of stuff, stockpiling picks, not the worst idea. Seven is the Tennessee Titans. It looks like Derrick Henry's time it could be coming to an end there. I guess Will Levis is now the quarterback of the future. Mike Vrabel has gone. Will. I got to be honest. Again, we'll find out what they look like. This does not look like an organization right now that has any idea of who they are and what they want to be. And look, Levis showed showed some things last year. He also sort showed flashes, sort of in spurts, yeah. right? In, but like, are you sold that that will they've got their quarterback in the next seven years? I'm not. No, no. Uh, then that's another team. I look say about pretty much if you're picking in the top ten, you need lots of stuff with with very few exceptions. So. I'm trying to think of a guy they would need. They definitely need a playmaker. Mm -hmm. now, seven is high to draft a receiver, but there's plenty of them there. Whether it's Harrison, whether it's a guy like Neighbors or the you know the Washington receiver. To me, Neighbors, I th I saw him. I don't know if that number is still there. Earlier in the draft process, maybe a few weeks ago, he was 65 to one to be the first non-quarterback. Uh, boy, I, I would think Harrison goes first, but Neighbors, I think he's going to be a tremendous pro. Again, at seven, it's a little bit high for a receiver, but you got to start somewhere. I just think you need some explosiveness. That's that's a team where they just don't have any identity, don't have any explosiveness on offense. I know Hopkins is there. Henry's going to leave. It's just it's an older roster. It's kind of an in-between roster. You need a playmaker. You need a blue chip guy. So um, maybe neighbors at seven makes some sense for them. At eight is where it really does get interesting here for the Atlanta Falcons. We're assuming all three quarterbacks, the big three, if you will, are off the board at this juncture, unless the, the Falcons trade up to get into that market, because the rumors are all that they're going to go free agency, right? They're going to go, whether it's trade for Justin Fields or go get a free agent quarterback, get a veteran guy. They keep going the veteran route. Now, Desmond Ritter, yeah. they did draft out of Cincinnati. That just looks like it hasn't worked out. Taylor Heineke uh, is Taylor Heineke. I don't think anybody's looking at him as, as the future or the answer there. So they still have a need at quarterback. If they haven't addressed it by draft day in April, via free agency and or trade, what do they do? Because they, they got to get one. And I, the, the name I'm going to throw out there is going to be a lightning rod name. Go for it. Let's hear it. I'm, I'm interested now. J.J. McCarthy. 
How do we feel? Wow, I wasn't expecting that. Like, how do we feel about JJ McCarthy? And look, this feels way high. I'm I'm not saying you know you probably trade trade down to get him, but some people have got a first round grade on this guy. Jim Harbaugh, I know it, it was Harbs. Harbaugh said he'd be my first pick in the draft if I had the number one pick. <laughs> but remind me if I if I win the lottery and I'm uh, you know I can buy an NFL team. Remind me not to hire Harbaugh as the GM. <laughs> I mean, he loves this kid, right? I mean, yeah. he's okay. I mean, he might be okay. I don't know. But you, you wouldn't. That's you, a little much. So he's not a first rounder in your estimation. He's close. I mean, I could say first rounder, but boy, eighth eighth seems a bit high. And again, we haven't mentioned these tackles. There's the uh, right. The offensive tackle from Notre Dame, all – I think I'm pronouncing that right. There's the offensive tackle from Bama. There's another offensive tackle that's in the mix here, top 10. So, again, that's another position. It's not sexy. Just like talking about trading down is not sexy. But uh, a couple of these offensive linemen are going to go here, and they're going to go in the top 10, I would think. Yeah, because nine is the Bears. Their second pick in the top 10, ironically. That's why I said they just can't mess up this draft. I think the Bears got to be looking OT. they got to swear up that offensive line no matter who's playing quarterback. Uh, next year at nine for the Bears. Great conversation. We're going to have a lot more of those before we get to April's draft. Come on back. Much more to get to as we continue Sunday Bet Prep. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sunday Bet Prep on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you have not done so already, what are you waiting for? Check out the brand spanking new website, vsin.com. Articles up there every day. Of course, we'll have everything for the NBA slate tomorrow and college basketball. And one of our fine producers, extraordinaire, Brian Ortega. He's actually got some stuff already up on Oscars night, if you can believe that. And I know he was doing his homework tonight. Will, are you a movie guy that you will actually get invested financially in betting the Oscars market? Maybe if I'm shopping around and I see a little line discrepancy, if I have somebody sharp like Brian Ortega tell me to bet this, I'm not above betting it. But as far as like originating and have my own opinions or thoughts on what market (laughs) is worth a bet, no, I won't have that. But again, that's... 
like that's what the important don't, part of having a network listening to Vison, just having you know there you go different people who cover different bases where you don't you don't have to know anything to make a good bet on something hopefully did you did you watch Oppenheimer apparently it's gonna clean house I have not did you watch Barbie watched, is that what it no, was called Barbie no I don't think I've seen a movie this year to be honest hmm nor have I. How about you? No, neither. No. Like, I, I look at it and I go, like, like put it this way. I'll show you a way back story. An ex-girlfriend of mine from high school, she called me oh. up years later in Washington, D.C., and she said, Dave, will you do me a favor? I said, sure. Yes, and she said, it was very sweet. And she said, would you take me to see Titanic? And I said, well, it was very odd, like, out of the blue. It's been wow. many years since we had broken up in high school. And I said, sure. I said, can I ask why? And she goes, well, I know you haven't seen it. Like, she knew I was the last person in the world when it was all the rave. And that's kind of... Because my thought was, well, I kind of know what's going to happen. Unless I've misread my history. Like, Oppenheimer. I kind of know there's going to be a bomb at the end of this thing. Right? Like, don't we know what's going to happen? Yeah, Titanic. If that ship didn't sink, it'd be... It would, it would, thank God it sank, because that would have been a boring movie otherwise, for sure. <laughs> it's just, just a... By the way, this is a made-up love story. Who knows? Nobody knows what happened on the Titanic. Right? That's that's Hollywood at its greatest. That that is that's called that is a fiction, kids. It's not nonfiction. That is a yes. The boat hit a, an iceberg. Spoiler alert. That actually happened in real life. All the other stuff with Rose, not buying it. And and by the way, if that was real, she's a terrible person. Like save some space, right? I mean, right. clearly there was room. Le, Leo could have Leo could have fit on that thing, right? No, uh, yep, she had enough energy to blow the whistle at the end. Yeah, no, I don't like the direction we're going. This isn't really nice to, uh, to Kate Winslet, but you, you make a valid point. Sorry, Kate. I hope she's listening to the show, though. Still love you. Uh, you know, I love the New York Metropolitans. You know this. You know me well enough. They over don't the, love you back. They, they do not love me back, but they do create one of my favorite, uh, two of my favorite gifs out there is one of Mr. Met where he just holds his fake head. And the, another one of Mr. Met, where he tries to put his head in the oven. I feel like that a lot as a Mets backer. This year, we talked a little bit about it on some other programs in our conversations. If you didn't see the news of uh, Kodai Senga, looks like he's going to open up the season on the DL, or the IL as they call it these days. So we don't know what he's going to be. You've talked about it before. He has been injury riddled uh, before in his career. He's kind of known for Senga. He was supposed to be the ace for the Mets this year. What a difference a year makes. This time last year, Will, I'm like, man, this is the year. Mets are going to the World Series. We got Jacob DeGrom. We got Mad Max. Now we got none of those guys. The lineup still looks like it can hit. The number really hasn't adjusted for the Senga uh, injury yet. I'm still seeing some 82s and a halfs out there. The year that I want to jump off the Titanic before it hits the iceberg, is it too late? Have the Mets already hit it and the season hasn't even begun yet? You know, I wanted to like this team because, like you said, they come in no expectations. That uh, that that's always a good thing. Where hey, no nobody expects what they did last year, the the couple prior years with all these Hall of Fame pitchers. Sometimes that's a good thing to to have that monkey off your back and just go in fast and loose, um, be the underdog. And they have a good everyday team with Lindor, Alonso, Nimmo, Alvarez. That's a good four bats right off the uh, you know mm -hmm. right off the bat there where you have four everyday players the problem is the pitching staff was supposed to be hey Sango's good we'll piece the rest together we'll find we'll find a way to get some other arms you're already down Sango and he's already ruled out for opening day so that's not a good sign he had injury issues in Japan so you, you're really piecing this together with Jose Quintana Joey Lucchesi I mean just go down the yes. line of rotation maybe get something out of Severino Adrian Hauser 
That's just not big time major league pitching. And you're in a division where you see the Braves and the Phillies that combined 28 times. You still have to play the Marlins, who they're not terrible. They were a playoff team last year. They got some pitching themselves. The Nationals are on the rise, I feel like, with all the ch- stuff they traded for Soto and for Scherzer. That stuff's starting to marinate. They've been drafting high, so a couple years probably they'll be decent. I don't know. I just feel like this is a little high, 82.5. I know you got Diaz back. I know you got some decent bats, but to me, this is more like mid-high 70s. I just I think that over 82.5 is a little little high for me. Let's stay, stay in the great city of New York and talk about the crosstown guys at the boogie down known as the Bronx. And the Yanks' win total is decidedly higher, 93.5 minus an hour five if you want to play the over. The Yankees to win the AL East is plus a dollar 65 of those two numbers minus a dollar five. If you want to play the over 93 and a half wins or the plus money to win the division at plus a dollar 65, which in your estimation is a better bet. If you want to back the bombers. That plus plus one sixty five sounds pretty good. I, I want, if you're playing with the 93 and a half, you're betting how healthy are judge Soto and Cole going to be. Cause I don't know how much uh, they can sustain an injury from any one of those three guys for more than, you know, a couple of weeks here. But at plus 165, Baltimore's already down a couple pitchers. Mm-hmm. Bradish is banged up. Means is hurt. They do have Burns and, and Grayson Rodriguez at the top, but who knows? Uh, those those are younger. Rodriguez is a younger guy. So to me, it's a great division. It really is. Blue Jays are good. Tampa's always a pain in the neck. Uh, Boston's not terrible, although I, they look like uh, they're sort of like the Mets where they just don't have enough pitching to hang. But plus 165 for a team with two of the top five offensive players in baseball and Judge and Soto, Cole at the top. Uh, you just need one extra bat to step up, whether it's Rizzo or Glaber Torres. You get something maybe out of LeMahieu. But that's a good team. Uh, plus 165, that's a nice number. I'm surprised that's high. That's To me, that's an appealing bet. That's a, that's a bet I'd actually make. Yeah, that, that does feel like a pretty good number at that price point for the Yanks at plus $1.65. You're right. It, it is dependent on the health of that lineup. And the pitching looks like they've got enough. And now getting Soto this year, it does feel like a revamp Yankees team that I actually, as much as I hate them, could back them financially there. Uh, in the West, do you still hate them. They haven't given you a reason to hate them in a while. They're not they're not hateable anymore. They don't go out and bet it, get every free agent. They don't win anymore, aren't they? It's a little like the Cowboys, where I don't know. They're not, they're not worth hating at this point. No, they still are. Hey, look, okay. <laughs> the, the, the 70s and the 80s are still there. They weren't okay. very good in the 80s. But like my brother, my older brother Steve, he's a diehard Yankee fan. I was a Met fan. So it was like I'm classic, literally, little okay. brother, right? And we've always been the little brother to the Yankees sure. in growing you up. Always in, will be. Uh, always will be. And growing up in New York, uh, really show my age in the, in the 70s, and just having to listen to the Yankee baseball and watch it on TV all the time, it was just annoying. And then we get Willie Randolph. We get one of their guys. We start to have success. It's like we had to steal some of the Yankees. And then when they win with like David Cohn in '96, that's our guy, Doc, Doc Gooden. Gooden. Doc Gooden Darryl throws the, put the perfect game as a Yankee, not a Met. Yeah. Like stuff like the no hitter, not a perfect no hitter. The Strawberry goes there and wins titles. It's like I'll never admit this in a court of law, but when they beat the Braves to win the first that first, I actually was rooting for the Yanks. Like wow. that. But that's like the two most hated teams. Like I hated the Yanks. That's and I, a tough I, one for a Met fan. That's right. Of course, hate the Braves, and I still hate the Braves. But right. but oh, by the way, with the the Yankees at plus money, you can't get that on the Braves in the NL East. You got to lay about two forties. What I'm seeing here to win that. We've talked about the Mets and how neither one of us take them seriously as a division threat here. Are the Marlins? We know the Phillies are going to be a threat, right? And they've got some good front-end starting pitching. We'll find out about Bryce and his health and that sort of thing. Plus 310. Are the Braves just so bulletproof that even at land 240, that's the right price? 
Uh, that's the right price. That might even be a little bit light. I don't know if some of these books let you parlay divisions. Yeah. But what's up? What's a Braves Dodgers division parlay? What's that pay? Does that get you around? Not going to be even money. No. I, minus four fifty for the Dodgers. Let me see yeah. if I if I can get that exact number for you here. Because you're right. Not, not, not terrible. It's not terrible. And again, for the Dodgers, you're looking at what's the competition? The D-backs? Is that the biggest threat at eight to one to win that division? And for the Braves, it does feel like that if you could get that down to minus a dollar thirty-seven for the Dodgers to win the West. That's a good one. That I like that one. Yeah, that feels like that's playable. Braves to win the East, Dodgers to win the West. And a good buddy of mine who's also a diehard Met fan had texted me a couple years ago and said he was betting the Braves to win the NL East. And I said, Have you lost your mind? And he goes, No, either way, I'm happy. If the uh-huh. Braves lose, I'm happy. And if they win, I win money, right? So in a way, emotional hedge. Emotional. It's an emotional hedge. So if I did this parlay, which I actually like at minus, yeah, minus dollar thirty-seven. I actually like that a lot. I think we just walked into a nice juicy. I mean, how do the Dodgers lose the West? Would be my question. They don't. They right. They don't. They have to have so many pitching injuries. The Diamondbacks come out of nowhere and just win 90-something. Yeah, I say come out of nowhere. They were in the World Series last year, but they only won, what, 84, 85 games. Dodgers are winning that division. And how do the, the Braves lose the East? Is it that the Phillies are better than Philly could, Yeah, Philly, and then the Braves have injuries. But you don't get a lot of upsets in baseball divisions. It's 162 games. It's not like football where turnovers or injuries. Like, baseball, the best team usually wins over 162. Get ready, America. The segment that's going to change the world. Defend your post. It's coming up next as we continue Sunday Vet Prep. This is Sunday Bet Prep on VSIN, the sports betting network. We continue Sunday bet prep. Dave Ross, Will Hill coming at you. We are going to debut a new segment. In the next segment, by the way, we'll go over some of the best bets that we've had. And some of those I think we've actually workshop, which is the part of the show, as we look ahead to the Sunday card and maybe even beyond in the futures market at MLB and beyond. So we'll get to that in the next segment. Now, the origins for this were obviously you and I like to have some fun on social media. We like to uh, have banter. I'd say lively banter on there. Sometimes we can we can uh, try to so- show some humor and clap back at people in the, in sports and the like. So it's going to be called defend your post. It's as simple as that. Okay. So all it is is Will. I don't know which one uh, Dan Moneyline Miller. By the way, you can follow Dan on X as well at Moneyline Miller. Okay, we're going to use the hashtag going forward of defend your post, hashtag, also hashtag Sunday Bet Prep. So Dan is going to be choosing a post from myself and yourself, and then we'll have to defend that post. What you meant at the time when you hit send, do you still feel the same way about said tweet? Now, Dan, if we have the first one ready, and we do, okay, and it's going to be... (laughs) It's going to be my post, or is it going to... It's going to be Will's post. Okay, again, we do not know. I have no idea, Will Hill, what is about to pop up on the screen. But let's debut it. Defend your post. <laughs> okay, this, the origins of this, people, if you're listening, it was from Legion Hoops Blue Verified Checkmark back on February 19th. Legion Hoops X'd. Doc Rivers consulted the Clippers before trading for James Harden. Of course he did. Quote, I was one of the guys who said it would be a great deal for them. 
I thought he fit them better than he would fit the Sixers team. I think he's a perfect fit there. To which you then retweeted with this from not the Will Hill. He's always right about everything. Just ask him. Will Hill, defend your post. Oh, this is an easy one to defend. He's just always right. I mean, I don't know if you listen to uh, to him. He was on the Bill Simmons podcast. He was actually really good because he gives insight to the league and, you know, he's familiar with the players. But every single failure that his teams have had in the playoffs, and he's had a bunch of them, somebody else's fault, and every single thing, like he knew the Shea Alexander trade was going to work out for the other team. He knew he was going to be a star. He knew Harden was going to fit perfectly with the six. I mean, he just, he's, uh, he, he's just – He's one of these guys. You ever watch these like a sporting event at a bar and a game ends? You go, oh, I knew that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen. He's a know-it-all. I mean, he's, he doesn't seem like a bad guy, but he's a know-it-all. So that's uh, there was definitely some sarcasm there, but there's definitely an aspect of that where uh, that that's the worst guy to watch the game at the bar with or to be next to. Oh, I knew that was going to happen. I knew that I knew they were going to call that play. We've all sat next to him. Doc is definitely one of those guys. Uh, by the way, I want to point out for everybody listening that's not viewing, you used exclamation points too to to kind of make the point home that he's never wrong. Just ask him. Doc will be the first one to tell you how great he is. He's always right about everything. Exclamation point. Just ask him. Exclamation point. And by the way, I got to ask you too, if you're seeing this and watching on VEASAN, uh, Will, you have your avatar is of Denny Green. Can yes. you defend your Abby? Oh, wow. A double double defense here. <laughs> I just thought it was a funny one. That's one of my favorite rants ever is the Denny Green. They are who we thought they were. If you want to crown them, crown there. I, I just thought it was a funny one. So I uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe oh, it's no. time for a new one. But I No, like no, one. no. Keep it. It's, it is spectacular. I think kids, younger kids in the space might not know exactly what that is. It is one of the best all-time rants, to your point. That was a game that the Cardinals uh, threw up all over themselves. And may, Devin Hester may be getting in the Hall of Fame because of that game. Who knows? Uh, but that's a, a Bears comeback with Rex Grossman on a Monday night. And, Will, I think subtly – the best part about the entire rant is as Denny Green is slamming the mic, right? He went crawler and crawler ass, right? They are who they thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. He then storms off. And now the assembled media, and I've been in a couple of these scrums where people kind of lose it and you don't know what's next. The best part, kids, go back and Google it, is the PR guy for the Cardinals comes up to the mic after Denny storms off and he goes, uh, Matt Leinard will be next to the podium. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you follow that? How do you follow an all-time rant? And then Matt Leinard's got to take to the podium and answer all the assembled qu- It is It is pure comedy, uh, unintended comedy at the we highest level. We, we don't get the coaching, and we'll get to your your yours, uh, your your tweet here that you have to defend. We don't get those coaches' rants anymore, like the Jim Morris, the Parcells. The Denny Greens, these coaches are so much, they're younger, they're buttoned up. They uh, they give you the cliches. The, the press conferences are, used to be almost better than the games. They, they, these coaches were so colorful. Mike Ditka, th- oh. that's one thing that's really uh, f- fallen off in, in, in recent years. And, you know, back to your original tweet that we're defending your post about Doc Rivers. They are 3-1 to one to win the East. The Celtics are plus fifteen. Again, we kind of talked about about the Bucks. I Do you feel better or worse that Doc is the head coach? Does it does it change your opinion about them at all now that the I always say the great Doc Rivers is your head coach? I don't think they're going to the final. So I didn't really think they were going before. It doesn't, it doesn't move me. I mean, I guess it was really bad with Griffin. Otherwise they wouldn't have moved on, but uh, doc doesn't give me a uh, doc is not the savior to me. I mean, I would rather hire Jeff Van Gundy. Who I know for whatever reason, not never gotten back into coaching, uh, but doc, look, he won a title with three hall of famers like 15 years ago. And he's really been living off that ever since.
You know, it's amazing to me. If you told me this time of the year where the Bucks are positioned in the East, that they were 7-1, to one, I'd say, wow, that feels like a good number. I know. But it, it is almost to, to the point of your, your post, I almost feel worse with Doc Rivers yeah. at the helm. It, it's just like, you're right. It's just like, well, something's going to happen. He'll blame something else. He won't take accountability for it. Hasn't really taken I remember going back to the Clippers days. They ran Vinny Del Negro out of there to get yes. Doc Rivers over there, and I went, Where's the upgrade? I, I thought right. this was supposed to be the upgrade on those ready-made teams that Doc had back in the Clipper days when they were Lob City and number one in the West. And that's when Golden State emerged right underneath the great Doc Rivers' nose when they had, had quote-unquote, the better team with the LAC. So I'm with you. I think it's it, you well defended your post. And sorry, Doc, you're now – I know you got a championship. But, dude – You've got great teams that you inherit. He's had great teams. He really has. Great teams. You had the MVP of the league last year in Philadelphia, and he couldn't do anything there. Like, I don't know how many excuses this guy can have, but he keeps seeming to have them. All right, I think you've got one for me now. Yes, well, so I, I read the one that you, you tweeted. Yep. Dave Ross tweeted, at least at MLB still plays an actual competitive game. And while far from perfect, it's the last man standing. But the other three are literally unwatchable. Dave Ross, defend your post. And this was in response to the great Carl Johnson. We love uh, Jick Jack Johnson, who's a regular here on Beeson. He had, was take, talking about the NBA All-Star game and basically saying he's amazed in his lifetime that he's witnessed all the professional sports ruin their All-Star games, right? So I just came to the defense, as I defend my post, defending MLB. And it's, it's out of the big four, Will. It's the only one that I can watch and go, it's still the sport. I don't know what yes. the hell the NFL has done to the Pro Bowl game, whatever that is. It's just not watchable. We saw the NBA All-Star game last Sunday. I, you know, I, I jokingly said to, to Moneyline Miller, our producer, as I saw the last couple minutes as we were getting ready for this show last Sunday, and I said, oh, well, this is just the last couple minutes. He goes, no, 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 that's been the whole game. It just, you know, guys just – and, and, and the NHL used to have the semblance of a game – I don't know what's become of that. I get it. You're not going to check in, a, in, in an NHL All-Star game. But, Will, my, the whole point of my post was at least major league. Look, they don't have to gimmick it up and say this is for home field advantage in the World Series like they used to do because they actually tried to do something about it. But do you give me that? Are you with me that I think major league baseball is the only one that's remotely watchable out of the four uh, major league uh, or major sports' All-Star showcases? A hundred percent. You're absolutely correct. I liked when they did home field for the all-star game, even though it didn't make a lot of sense. I had no problem. They got rid of it. But look, it's like you said, it's still a baseball game. The pitchers are throwing the ball hundred miles an hour and the hitters are trying to hit it. It's the best versus the best. They're all competing. Uh, it's an actual competition. It's very watchable. It's uh, it's the fall class. My one complaint with the MLB all-star game, let the players wear their own uniforms. Let's see the Yankees, the Mets, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, something visually about all the uniforms combining is great. I miss that. They have these stupid all-star uniforms. But other than that, the game is still good. It's uh, and like you said, the other three are a joke. You're, you are a hundred percent exonerated. Thank you. Uh, we have successfully defended our post here. And I'll say this. You can go back. It's not that long ago. I know it feels like a long time now. When John Cruck was in there against Randy Johnson, he put the you know, that, yeah. right put the helmet on backwards because he saw 100 was still coming his way, lefty on lefty. Like, to your point, they are still trying to strike you out. And other guys are still trying. I know it's fun. They're not taking it as seriously. But when they're in that dish and they're in the bucket, 
they're still attempting to do what they do on a day-in, yes. day-out basis, right? I still remember Pedro striking out. Who was it? It was McGuire, Barry Larkin, and Sosa at Fenway Park. I mean, that's iconic stuff. That's And again, it was an exhibition game, but that's and this is why I wish the NBA players was out there. How about some pride? How about some competitiveness where, like, Pedro goes up there and, hey, it's McGuire, it's Sosa. I think it was Barry Larkin. I'm going to strike these guys out when he did, and it was unbelievable to watch. And that moment still lives on. I mean, Jordan guarded Kobe, uh, again, not that long ago, what, 20-something years ago. It's, I guess it is a long, a long time ago. But Jordan guarded Kobe. Kobe guarded Jordan. It was There's some competitiveness. That It's just all gone now. Yep, that, that's the, all we're asking for, America. If you're going to make us watch these showcase events, make them showcases. At least Major League Baseball uh, still has a semblance of that. So, again, as the weeks go on, hashtag defend your, your post. Let us know what you think, if you think those are fair assessments for the great Doc Rivers and from Major League Baseball. Back to wrap up this edition of Sunday Vet Prep next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sunday Bet Prep on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet happens to lose. Download the app. Use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown, can be all yours. Of course, this part of the show is basically daily morning bets. Some bets that we like tonight that you can get in on the action in the morning. Obviously, you want to try to get the best of the number. I know there's a couple college basketball games that you like out there for tomorrow. But, Will, I do want to point out something that we workshopped on this show that I really do like. And it is that that two-way parlay. And you can find them on DraftKings Sportsbook right now where you can parlay the Dodgers at minus 450 to win the NL West with the Braves to win the NL East at minus 240 and chop that down to minus $1.37. Look, I hate the Braves. We've talked about it. But from a betting perspective, that is a really, I think, smart way to get that number down to a very playable number at $1.37. 
And that's something certainly that I'm going to be playing. Hold my nose. But again, barring a lot of injuries, I don't know how the Dodgers or Braves lose their respective divisions. Do you you see it as clear cut as that? Yes, I think Dodgers are winning that division and you're basically playing the Braves minus 137 again. Anything can happen, but we, it's it's not NFL where it's 17 games, and if your quarterback gets hurt for eight weeks, you're screwed. This is Major League Baseball. It's 162. The cream rises to the top. I mean, the Diamondbacks went to the World Series last year. You could say, hey, they're on the same level as the Dodgers. The Dodgers won that division top of my head. I don't know, 17, 18 games. That thing was clinched late August, early September. Uh, they win it every year. They win it going away. So uh, to me, it's it, you really just it comes down to the Braves. It's a good way to uh, to get the juice down. I think the Braves are in good shape to win that division. I like that bet again. You're tying up your money for a little bit. It's February. Even if you make that bet now and it cashes, it doesn't cash till October. But I, I do think it's a bet you're going to win. I think you should make that bet now. And I think DraftKings should just pay you out right now because that's going to be a winner. Hey, by the way, I love the way you phrased that, that essentially – if you go with us on that two-way parlay for divisional winners, you're basically taking the Braves down to the number of a dollar thirty-seven. That's what that's what the wager is. You're not betting the Braves at two forty anymore. You you knock that down over a dollar, a dollar three, down to a dollar thirty-seven. That is a really smart way of looking at it. Barring, and again, the Dodgers win total America is one hundred three and a half, juice to the over. By the way, so I, instead of getting involved in that. It just doesn't seem like there's – I mean, anything can happen, obviously. But this is one of the biggest favorites we've seen, Will. I, I can't recall a divisional favorite this big in over a decade at least. I'm trying to think if some of the Yankees ones were. But they always had the Red Sox at least for some of those you know, mid-2000 years. Um, I'm trying to think like 98, 99. Maybe yeah, we got to go back decades though. But that's – again, you're going back decades I'd have to think maybe there was one, maybe there was an Astros team, but mm. your point's well taken. I mean, that's minus four fifty is pretty rich. I mean, that's just to win a division. That's uh that that's a pretty rich number there. So, and you're in a team that went to the, you're in a division with a team that went to the World Series. It's not like you're just in some horrible division. Right. You're the team uh, that that and it's amazing when you think about it. The Diamondbacks swept them in the World Series and what the Dodgers have been through the last few years. But as far as 162, they have no issues. October, hey, they got a lot to prove. But over 162, Dodgers have nothing to prove. They're just going to stack up these wins after win after win. Uh, so look, that that's a bet. Um, I'm willing to make. Sometimes you got to make a bet, and you're just willing to lose. If the Dodgers don't win the division, and that's what hurts you, you know what? You're willing to willing to live with it. Yeah, and again, I'm with you. You're taking the Braves at minus a dollar thirty-seven now. Theoretically, uh, in this equation, I feel like that's a really good play that you could start your day with tomorrow. You've got a couple college basketball games that you've got your eye on. Will tell the people what you like on the hardwood. St. John's plus three at home. That's uh, up to three now against Creighton. It's just it, it's a little bit of a wow. yo-yo, a seesaw with with Creighton where I was on him against UConn, but that was after a big UConn win. That was a good spot for Creighton. Now Creighton's off the big win on the road. St. John's fighting for their lives. They A win here, I don't think it puts them back on the bubble, at least not on the right side of the bubble, but you start to put yourself in a conversation. Hey, a win against Creighton, then you make some noise in the Big East tournament, and you can at least be in the conversation of, hey, we're, uh, we're one of the 68 best teams. I think this St. John's team is better than they played. I, I I do think there's some talent there. I don't pay too much attention to Patino ripping his players. That's just, that's his <laughs> act. He likes to motivate guys different ways. He's old school again. But I wouldn't do it that way, but I'm sure these guys have all heard worse being coached. So yeah. St. John's plus three. These guys, these teams played each other early in the year. St. John's could have won in Creighton. So maybe a decent matchup here for the Johnnies. And I like Memphis getting a point and a half against Florida Atlantic. Again, Florida Atlantic was my little darling last year. 
that's not the same team this year. They don't defend as well. They don't rebound as well. Maybe the fact that we went to a final four, there's a little bit of a, you know, I say championship hangover because they didn't win a championship, but this is Florida Atlantic. They were in Madison square garden in a sweet 16, elite eight and went, went to a final four. We're a play away, a second away from going to a championship. Uh, the fact that they were a top 10 team this year, I just, I feel like maybe it's hard for them to, uh, to just be motivated. They're not defending. They're not rebounding. Memphis has a lot of talent, even though they haven't played well. I think this is a good buy low spot on Memphis. So those, those are my two plays for tomorrow. Memphis and St. John's, a couple of home dogs. You you mentioned the Johnnies, uh, liking them as a home dog tomorrow. If they were to get that outright win tomorrow, could you – and you, you're talking about the NCAA tournament, and they, they still obviously would have a lot more work to be done. I saw this morning they were 3-1 to one to make the tournament. Is Terrible. that – that, right, and that kind of intrigued me because again, you got to think of it this way too, America. Look, it's still a television business at the end, and yes. they would the good tournament point. would Very love to have New York City represented Absolutely. by Rick Pitino in the NCAA tournament. I this story, that's going to sell. I'm not saying that that's going to factor into the committee yeah, room. No, it's it's a TV show, especially you get them on the, one of those playing games those that first Tuesday or Wednesday oh. night. Oh, we can and, watch uh, who's another team on the bubble here. I don't know, Colorado, some of these other teams. Or you can have St. John's. Like you said, New York, the history, Patino. It's not a bad point at all. It really is not. I, I think that that's if they can get this win and you like them tomorrow getting that three, I'm seeing it go down in some spots to two and a half. That would make a lot of sense to start connecting those dots if they can win a game in the tournament, if you can get a signature win over, over Creighton tomorrow. Uh, that number won't be there this time tomorrow. So, again, that's the reason why we give this out here uh, before your daily morning bets. Kind of look at the Johnnies here because you like them in the spot uh, tomorrow in that big-time matchup with Creighton. That could also be the type of signature win that if they win again, they got a pretty easy schedule down the stretch. I think they have Georgetown and, and DePaul to end their regular season, pad some wins there in the Big East. If they're over 500 in the Big East with the signature win tomorrow, that bubble is going to look a lot better than it does right now. Especially if you can win a game or two in the Big East tournament and you can put yourself in the conversation. If they're in the conversation, uh, I think the point you made to the best one, or boy, they would love to have the New York City team with Patino in. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely the way to go. Mexico Open, we talked a little bit about it uh, before we get to the final round tomorrow. For those that don't know, Jake Knapp right now has a huge lead. Now you say, well, it's four shots. We've seen guys blow that lead before. It's four shots over one guy. Then it's seven shots over the rest of the field. It's not like it's a bunch of guys at four. It's one guy, and that one guy is Sammy uh, Valimaki. Uh, he's at 15 under. If you want to play Jake Knapp to win, you'd have to lay $4. But you and I kind of talked about it early in this program. This is a kind of a muscle-bound guy. He's a bouncer a little bit. He really attacked the golf course today. They went out in 29. I mean, really lit it up to separate from the field. I just wonder how he's sleeping a night down there in Mexico. Not to say that I would play the no to not win, but it really does feel like he has such a decided edge, seven shots over the rest of the field. Will, is there any way a guy like Jake Knapp wakes up tomorrow and blows a lead like this? There's always a chance. We would have sat here last week and said, Hideki Matsuyama, he's got no chance to win on Sunday. 150 to 1, you might as well make it 150,000 to 1. And what do you know? He wins it. He wins it going away. So it's golf, man. Crazy things happen. Uh, I certainly wouldn't be laying the $4 that he's going to win. I mean, he's favored. He's favored for a reason. He's rightfully favored. But uh, I don't know. Let, let me ask you, is there somebody worth taking a shot at 
They, if it's not going to be Knapp, who's going to steal it from him? And that's the that's the thing because if you want to look to uh, to Valimaki, who's now four shots back at fifteen under par, he's five to one to win the tournament. I'm not going to go there either because I don't feel like it's just a two horse race because these horses just have not been run enough. These these are right. these are young guys in the tour that don't have pedigree. So if I look down the board, look, I've got a, a ticket already on Henrik Norlander. He's now is seventy to one. I got him at three seventy five before the tournament. So I'm going to stay pat there. Bobby McIntyre is the guy that that is a bit intriguing to me. He's at eleven under, so he's eight off the lead. Now what this would entail is a complete collapse by Nap. And then, really, you're just running down one guy, and that would be Valamaki that you'd be running down from being four shots off of second place. You almost have to look at it that way. Like, if you think that you can't catch Nap, then you shouldn't take any of these longer plays. It's all incumbent upon this leader that looks like a stone-cold lock to not be that. It might be Bobby McIntyre that I'd look at at 80-1 to uh, to possibly, if anybody would be to upset the apple cart. Eric Van Royen, who is your first-round leader, he's at 60-1 to to win this thing. And again, these are guys are all right now looking seven shots back of your leader right now, Jake Knapp. Well, it was a lot of fun, my friend. Appreciate it. As always, thanks to Moneyline Miller and everybody behind the glass here does a great job here each and every week. We'll see you next week back here on Sunday Bet Prep. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip-hop beats, and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.